Beards, Chad Eckerd and Eric Martins. This is the Fantasy Golf Pod, cracking beers and talking golf. As we do every Sunday night throughout the PGA Tour season. <sighs> big, big day today for the Fantasy Golf Pod. Big weekend. Lots to talk about, lots to do here on a Sunday night. Eric, you're following along on chat on YouTube. So if you're in there, chat along because we're going to give away a ticket to a DK contest. If you're chatting in there, just do that. So you'll win. Um, if you're new, subscribe. Great. Welcome to the Sunday night support group. We're going to talk about our DFS problems <laughs> and things like that. We've got a show on Sunday nights now. We're not touts though. We don't talk names. We're just not experts. We're for doing this for fun. I'm doing this uh, in the lobby of my parents' condo in Florida. So I'm on vacation <laughs> and my wife's wondering what the hell I'm doing. I'm not doing the Preferred Lines podcast tomorrow because it is my wife's birthday. So Joe is taking oh, wow. that solo. I got out of doing that. Nice. It's been a long day of drinking. That's why I switched to Coors Lights. <laughs> You're supposed to start on Coors. Uh, no, that's the right call. Yeah, it was the good stuff. The plan tonight, okay, is we're going to talk about the winning lineup in the short game as we always do. We're going to review it. Well, maybe we won't because I don't even know if any of us cashed in the drive to green. That was the contest we tried to join this week and have, uh, you know, thoughts about the strategies for that now. We are going to talk. You did? Yeah. How much? I I min cashed. Nice. Um, How's my sound? Because I don't have a mic. It's pretty good. Okay. Pretty good. Um, we're also going to talk about what we were told. And if those things came true, that's a segment we do each week. What were we told? And then uh, actually <laughs> the biggest topic of the weekend is a combination of a bunch of our segments. So each week we talk about the news. We have a Bryson or Patrick Reed segment. What went viral? What were people outraged about? And we do all that. And it was all kind of together the same thing. Patrick Reed. So this is great for us because now we can just Talk about that. Should we begin with Patrick Reed? It's Patrick Reed week. He won the Farmers Insurance Open. He just won by five strokes. So yeah, sure. Should have maybe gotten a penalty. Didn't matter. Crushed everybody anyway. The incident. <laughs> that happened in the third round. You've been living under a rock. Go to our page. We posted about it. You know what happened. Patrick Reed cheated or did he? Do you think he cheated? And do we care? I think the best take that I saw on Twitter, because I'm not an expert on golf rules. So I think the best take I saw is that he took advantage of the rules. Mm-hmm. I think he took advantage. I saw a take that uh, he took advantage of his uh, rookie playing partners who didn't go over to like, you know, uh, monitor the situation. I thought mm-hmm. that was a, also a good take when you watch what he's doing. I mean, yeah. Should he have picked up the ball? I don't think so, but it didn't break a rule because he can claim that he was checking and, yeah. Correct. And then you could just put it back. If the rule was that it didn't break the plane or the guy stuck his finger in there and was like, sorry, Patrick, uh, it's just a normal mark here. You got to put your ball back. What, what is Patrick supposed to do? I mean, the lady told him that the ball didn't bounce. And what is he supposed to be like? I don't believe you, lady. Uh, I'm smarter than you, which he probably thought. But then he was like, okay, whatever. Or he knew I can take advantage of this stupid lady who told me that it didn't bounce. We'll see. And I'll just do what I want. Because I would have probably done the same thing. Most people do. Rory did the same thing. And then he didn't get in any controversy over it. Granted, it's Rory and not Patrick Reed. We know that, but right, feels like to me that there's a little bit of the like, let's point the finger at Patrick and just, you know, boo this man. Oh, you know, like that gif. Right. It's the thing, you know, where you just have 
Patrick Reed and he's always a controversial figure. So whatever. But the more controversial thing about this, not even the incident itself, but with the tweeting afterwards <laughs> by Justine and the burner and then Patrick, God. all caps from his account by accident. Justine is a psychopath. If you're that, watching this, Justine, you're nuts. Something's wrong with you. Straight up, there is something off. Like, A, delete your Twitter. B, don't respond to anybody. What are you doing? Get off Twitter. Why are you even on Twitter? What is Justine thinking, tweeting that way she does, jumping into the things the way she does, calling out Rory the way she did? What is wrong with Justine Reed? I mean, <laughs> I think I saw somebody tweet something along the lines of like, boy, I wish uh, my spouse loved me as much as Justine loves Patrick Reed or something along the lines. Like, I mean, like, she's the real hero going to bat for this cheating right? jerk no one likes. And then she's the only one on earth defending him, which was funny because I was also one of the only ones on earth defending Patrick Reed. And I've been doing that for months. But what it happens right. to me? Justine throws the block button on me, dude. I just was collateral damage to the whole situation. Was it because I compared him to Rashid Wallace, which is a fair comparison and a compliment in my eyes? I don't know why I was blocked. I've been blocked before <laughs> without any uh, reason or no. I don't know why or how. I just randomly looked up Patrick Reed one day and I couldn't find him. And I'm like, wait a second, I'm blocked? Come on. And then that was in October. We had the conversation with Justine. Justine came back, unblocked me, followed me. <laughs> Patrick Reed account so like I've been unblocked and fouled and then all of a sudden I am searching his name on Twitter this is like last night you know or whatever and nothing's coming up and I'm like that's bad news that's a bad sign I already know this sign when you see that Patrick Reed's Twitter handle isn't coming up when you search for it like hello means you're banned for life so uh granted let me tell you what let me tell you this if, 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 it, if it's any consolation, the nicest guy on, on, in Twitter uh, golf, Ron Mintz was also blocked by Patrick Reed of all people. So I, I don't know. Get blocked? I don't, that it, none of it makes sense. Something wild and crazy and insane is going, like you said, like they're. Oh God, she's got a screw loose right? for sure. Yeah, it's crazy. Now this is again, okay. We're, we're on the board of APPR, which is always play Patrick Reed. We've done this. We know that this is a good idea to do. I've done this so much. I've been on a fan of Patrick Reed, Team Reed, to the point where I put my house on him last week. And what does he do to me? What does he do? <laughs> he fucking sucks and he misses the cut. And But what do I do? Do I go to Twitter and bash him? Do I make a scene about things? I'm all in on you and you fuck me over. And then what do I, I don't block you. I don't go out on Twitter making fun of you. I don't like tweets that are negative towards you. Instead, I kept my calm. I kept my cool. I said, hey, look, Patrick made, the, you know, he, he missed the cut. He's not going to win this week. I'm not going to win any money, but I'm still loving Patrick Reed. I love Patrick Reed. APPR forever. Team Reed forever. And then it comes to this week. And we got this problem with me now. Come on. I should have been. <laughs> so then what am I doing? I now I'm doubling down. Now I'm pissed. Now I'm mad. You know what I'm going to do now? Oh, I'm going to sell my autograph. <laughs> so i then listed that now again people like amanda rose this like uh two putt short putt.com tweet 
guy, they tweet things that are just like, could get likes, because it's so easy to just get likes off of negative shit to Patrick Reed. And so I'm always there, always there. Delete this to Amanda Rose. Or hardy har har, you fun, it's so funny you making fun of Patrick Reed, oh, ho, ho. But then none of that goes anywhere. I'm like going around, put myself out there to, to, to be vulnerable to Patrick Reed and make people think that I'm like, uh, okay with him cheating, which again, I'm not. <laughs> but did he ever get caught? No. So whatever. Now I discovered he blocked me. I'm not happy about it. So then I list the autograph on eBay. Hello. So if you want to buy the autograph, Justine Reed autograph I have, it's available on eBay right now for the reasonable price of $999. <laughs> <laughs> but really and truly like your fans i'm literally one of your fans like i don't understand what are you doing you're going around blocking and alienating people that are sticking up for you putting their necks out for you i didn't i don't know what i did i didn't i like intentionally don't like comments on my thread that are negative towards patrick because i don't want justine to see it i've gone around and about and made sure that i don't get blocked don't get unfollowed and now i can't even go i don't know what i did and then all of a sudden i'm blocked so i'm pissed so guess what i also did eric what I removed the word allegedly from the YouTube <laughs> about right. Patrick Reed uh, cheating at the hero, where I used to say allegedly cheating at the hero because I'm his fan. It's alleged, but it's not proven. But guess what? I don't care anymore. I'm off that. You're going around blocking your fans. You don't deserve to have fans. You're literally a psychopath. You're psychotic. And I'm, I'm like, I will definitely use you on DraftKings and bet on you because you're a good grinder and no one likes you. So your numbers are higher, your price is lower and your ownership's lower. So I like that about you. APPR always play it because that's why he birdies a lot, stuff like this. He loves pars and he loves grinding and he loves around the green. We saw it this weekend, obviously he dominated around the green. So that's what you do. You play Patrick Reed, but then do you become a fan of his? I don't think you do. I tried. I tried to the point where we, we tweeted at him like, this is your fan and you're blocking him. What's your problem? And then he agreed. And he was like, Oh, I made a mistake. I'm going to go back. But then you don't remember that from October. I mean, honestly, you got a lot of fans and a lot of people tweeting at you and stuff like that. But like, why, why go out of your way? I, you're literally following me. So you had to consciously look this guy that I'm following. I have to block. What's going on with that? So anyway, the autographs on eBay, let's go find it. Yeah. I mean, people have, we've talked enough about Patrick Reed. Everyone's talked about Patrick Reed and shared their opinion on Patrick Reed. It seems like, oh, yeah. Do we need to talk about it anymore or should we kind of move on? I guess the only thing I'd add is that it's just, I don't think I've seen an instance where a burner account was just so obvious. I wasn't aware of this. Apparently, people were. And, and then I was, I, I, I followed the account. It's Use Golf Facts. And like, I, I kind of kept going back and forth and checking. That account was getting followers added by the minute. Like you that account. You didn't know about her? I wasn't, I don't care about those types of things. And then all of a sudden it, it was, you know, it came up this week. It was, you know, with the, with the bizarre tweet from the verified Patrick Reed account. And then I'm seeing quote tweets with, you know, the same thing from. This me. has been yours, Eric. Of, uh, that's literally why I think the Justine autograph is funny. Because oh, she's really? the one on Twitter going around defending him. It began originally, I believe, with the OWGR and how Patrick's OWGR ranking wasn't high enough or something. And because of mathematics, and everyone's like, why is this random account 
defending Patrick Reese OWGR points. Like this is a this is weird. And I had then, no idea. Yeah, it, it's like snowballed into uh, it might actually be Patrick now that we're looking at it, and he might actually also have access to this. So he may have been tr- trying to make people think it's Justine this whole time. Because yeah. like, after this weekend, I'm not too sure. Again, I'm pretty sure because like he gets playing at a golf tournament, he's in the final group, but he's uh, winning. And uh, you think he has time on Twitter on for, uh, on Saturday night? <laughs> I mean, I would. I don't know. He's a psycho, so maybe. <laughs> but you'd think not. Dude, either way, let's talk about the short game. Is that where we're in each week? Because we're, yeah, we're in the short game. Yeah, we're a low stakes player. We play for a dollar and we're not afraid to say it and we're not ashamed of it because this is roulette in the short game and we don't <laughs> want to lose a lot of money. So we play for a dollar lineup and then we can make 20. I feel like we have a good little chance at it. Uh, if I share the screen here, if you're following along on YouTube, this is the short game's top team was top gun but before i go there i would like to focus the tension here on the 10th spot my guy jj ben there he oh, is just Boom. wish you guys cashed bigly uh hashtag mega profit of 200 with patrick Hoven, scott zalatoris straka and huh he also cashed other things i don't know if you scroll down he's there 17th another win he got a uh, hundred bucks dude the guy made 300 using lineups in the short game boom bitty boom boom Josh Bennett, congratulations. Happy for you. But the winner, actually, look at this lineup, Eric. Who did I use this week? Xander, Reed, Scott. That's my starts and most of my stuff, except for the fact that I was all in on Matthew Wolf, and we're going to get to him in the news and the notes here in a second. I thought that would be the leading topic of tonight's show, but <laughs> Patrick Reed, it wasn't. It's not even a topic. So the short game lineup ended up with Lanto, Lanto, Norlander, and Malnati. Can you believe this lineup, Eric? This is like the darlings of the DFS community. The Lanto guy, everyone like Norlander had been god-awful. And then, therefore, you could get him at point nine ownership. Should we, can we see what Lanto has been up to? I mean, it was awful. Well, I guess he showed signs of life at the American Express. We should have known that four cuts in a row. He's going to be back to where he was. So I don't know, somehow Norlander, Henrik Norlander, I like, I think he's a good golfer and he can get half the putter. So that's what you kind of need in these situations where you're going to go for the big money. And then Malnati, a Malnati sighting in the, you know, why is Malnati 6,800? And why didn't we think to use that? He'd probably ruined us recently though. I mean, a miscut last week at the American Express, oh, sure. but, you know, he, you know, these guys, they go up and down. That's what you get out of these 6K names. I really like this build. I mean, two 10K names. Mm-hmm. I, you were you were you know kind of going along with the middle of the road here but it looks like it with the stars and scrub was the play and even with a chalk scott at uh in the middle there at 8300 at 20% owned that was basically the chalk besides him is xander i mean this is a this is an interesting build i mean you had you had to accept that I, I don't know. When he I'm destroyed building, this 583. He destroyed the next guy. So he's kind of an outlier. Let's look at run true. Fort That's run. true. That's very true. Now the run fort run did the same thing, but he had Tony and he had Zalatoris and then he peppered the low in the upper eight K in the low seven K with a Sabatini. So Malinati is making it in both of those. I mean, everybody started with two tens. Okay. Here's a new 10, nine, eight, seven, seven, six. I mean, let's look, I let's talk about uh, Josh is with us here now. So let's talk let's about his Josh. lineup. Congratulations. Let's look at Josh's lineup. Well, who, how did he come together? So he went, 
So he went, he went 10, 9, 8, 8, 7, 7, which is, that's kind of where I, I was at. I started a bunch of lineups yeah, yeah. with Patrick Reed and, and Scott. And I had one Patrick Reed, Hovland, Scott, and I just didn't get to those three. And it was just, you know, the roulette wheel, you know, moves in, in the way it does. And how about Jish going back to Straka? How about that? Good for Jish to not be afraid to go back to Straka. I couldn't. I could not. I didn't go I know, back me to either. fucking guys. I got I fucking hate Straka. It's Nees, Straka and Neesmith seem like the same guy to me. Uh, are we? Okay. Now. We what about, hey, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's talk about this real quick. Drive the green. You claim there's a difference. Oh. Okay. What is the difference? Because the winning lineup, $25,000 has got a moose. It's got a Fantasy National Golf Club logo nice. on it. Patrick Reed, Victor Hovland, Ryan Palmer. So that's first, second, second. Will Zalatoris, um, Doug Gim, Luke List. I was told. I was told. <laughs> we'll get there. Doug Gim, though, 37th place. But that's the importance in these lower scoring affairs, which everybody knows is the placement points. Here's an interesting tidbit that I, I discovered is that Doug Gim, 37th place, 75 points. Alex Norin, my guy who I leaned on this week, also 37th place. He had uh, 63 and a half points. So almost, uh, you know, 11 and a half points difference. It was all about the birdies that he racked up, but really you needed that first second second to get that big, uh, big point total because, well, really, this would have this would have been second place in the uh, the one dollar. So you're right. This is an outlier. The guy that made this one dollar lineup. And here you go. Okay, the most owned guys this week were John Rahm, Adam Scott, Xander, and Rory. They were all over twenty percent. They were all awesome. And you didn't need any of them in None the. Them. Uh, well, yeah, you really didn't. I mean, they made it in, but they didn't really matter. But at the same time, look at the chalk here, Eric. The only chalk that didn't hit this week was was Harris English and Billy Horschel, Cameron Smith. But if you look at the top 15 names, like three out of the top 15, most clicked were bad. Is that a good percentage? I mean, for fuck's sake, you're going to go over, you're overthinking it. If you're going to not play the chalk just because they're chalk, I mean, you can't get away from it. Like, why would you get away from the chalk? What are you doing? I was told Luke List is bad chalk. Oh, we're going to get to that yet? Somebody, somebody won 25 grand off of having Luke. We're not getting to the, to the, we were told segment We're we're going to get there. And I have them written down. Now this is this top scoring names, Patrick freaking Reed, who we say to always play is 7.2%. Are you guys kidding? Uh, Victor Hovland, 12, Finau, 14. Finau, I predicted as the most owned name. Now we'll get to things that we've learned in terms of pivoting off of the ownership projections and therefore the ownership projections can't keep up with the actual demand. So you got Tony Finau at 14.9. If I would have thought, well, he's not 21, he's 14.9. I probably would have played him at 14.9, but because I'm told that you can't play a Tony Finau at 20% chalk, I didn't, I didn't use him. <laughs> but that's a lie because not only is he not chalk, he is, it's hard to even know if he's chalk. And then whether he's good or bad has nothing to do with his chalk, just like we talked about last week. So fuck you all. Now, all <laughs> naughty, also nothing, nothing, no, you know, nothing, nothing ownership. So yeah, of course, you need to get lucky with the nothing ownership as much as you need to get lucky with the chalk. So why does ownership even matter? It probably doesn't. How do you even know if 2% Malnati is going to be 6% Malnati? Why does it even matter? Loop list right here at 5.4%. Everyone's like, 
Yo, maybe Luke List is going to get up to 10%. If he's up to close to 10%, can't use him. Can't use him. So and, and, right. And, and <laughs> God, and I'll add to that, like, really the objective here is to not get duplicated. And somebody tweets out not long after Locke on Thursday mornings, the like most duplicated lineups in some of the bigger mm -hmm. contests, like the massive GPPs, not the high like price GPPs, but just the ones with the most people. And like, if you, I, I, I scrolled through that on Thursday morning and if, and I was looking through that and I was like, if you can't figure out that you've made a lineup that's clearly going to be duped, then you need to stop playing uh, DraftKings. Okay. Like, it's not hard to make a unique lineup. You just don't, you know, <laughs> so, it, you know, yeah, the, we'll let the, the ownership battle continues here on, on uh, the fantasy golf bot as far as like making fades that are foolish and, and, and picking names, you know, you could, was Henrik Norlander a good play at 0.9%? Like, yeah, there's a ton of risk there, but clearly it worked out for Top Gun 2, uh, his 10th lineup that he built. So, Well, yeah. at the same time, if you want ownership projections and you want the most updated, I suggest you go to fansharesports.com and use our promo code FANTASYGOLFPOD. You get 20% off and you do need to know that stuff. Like, you do actually need to know that and consciously think about that stuff. But do you yeah. need to avoid a name or use a name because he's not talked or – don't, not using because he's being talked about no that nothing that has nothing to do with how you build your or how you choose the players you click what you do is you then say hey i got this information from fantasysports.com with a promo code fantasy golf pod 20 off i love it and i'm great and i'm downloading it and now i'm looking at it as i build and then once i get my five or four or five names together i look at that and i say oh, okay hmm there's nothing about this lineup that will be uh, helpful to me if if i need a difference Okay, so maybe I need to go with this lower owned guy or, oh, look, I didn't even realize this guy is going to be used a lot. Well, I can't use this guy and this guy and this guy all together. And, uh, but maybe you can if you decide the next three guys are also different. So it's all about roster construction. We've talked about this now forever. Yeah. Uh, we could talk about the strategies, the discoveries are solving DFS. And like I said, Everybody now on Wednesday afternoons, Wednesday nights, I got this podcast that we do on our own YouTube channel. I go live on Wednesday mornings and I discuss who's the most popular, who's the least popular, who are the pivots in each of the price ranges. And guess what? By the time that people watch that, they build their lineups and it's Wednesday night. They're seeing Bagel's Wednesday show. They're now, it's California. They're all aware of things and it's in the morning and they can change and they can pivot and they can update. Then guess what? The ownership projections are freaking off. They're totally wrong. So you have to be careful. You have to understand that. Or what we've always said, Eric, is to look at these ownerships, you know, through a little bit of a lens of you knowing, you playing DraftKings and you saying, that doesn't look right. Ricky Fowler is at 2%. He's never at 2%. He's always at least a, well, the 2%. Though, you know, it's, you need to know it, but you don't need to do anything stupid about it. What no. else is new? I was just looking over. Oh, uh, Josh also had, had mentioned a little while ago while you were ranting that he drunkenly picked Straka, which nice. led to the, which helped in his well, 10th place. Who makes sober lineups? Anyway. I have been. I have been actually. I've, I, I've been enjoying the uh, morning, the Thursday morning. I, my kids are off at school and I uh, sit on my couch and from like about nine to 1030, I build lineups and then Can 11 you do that this week at the waste management Phoenix open coming up. Is I don't know. Still West coast kind of. 
Otherwise, then I'll be making drunken lineups here nice. real quick. Well, especially when it gets to the East Coast and all the tournaments right. in Florida, you're going to have to get up early if you want to do the lineups in the morning. Now, we have talked about what we've been told, and we review if that stuff comes true. Should we talk about what we were told going into last week? What were we told? Well, the first thing we were told, Eric, is to wait until the tea times came out to make decisions. You could wait to find out if a guy is starting on the south course, starting on the north course, because for the last 10 out of 12 years, a guy starting on the north course did bad or won or, you know, there's trends. And then uh, there's weather on Fridays. Oh, hey, Eric, do you want a guy that's going to play during the good conditions on the easy course or would you rather have him play the bad conditions on the easy course because would you rather play the easy course when it's raining or would you rather beat the shit out of the easy course when it's sunny but then have to play the hard course and there was a debate everybody told us oh this weather stuff matters and all oh, stack guys and certain ranges and things like that did you do that you did that you were like in the front of the drive the green because you were all north course and you're bragging about it on thursday night that's what we need to do going into <laughs> next year is we need to just build all north course lineups if I can screenshot that shit, everybody thinks you're the smartest person alive. You're going to hit mega profit, and then you really don't because all you did is pick a bunch of North Course guys who had it way easier. Why do they even do that? Why is the North Course so dramatically different? It's like, this isn't fair at all. This is a stupid tournament if you're going to do that. Yeah, I mean, I think some of the reason really is because of the fact that it's, you know, January and they need to have these multiple courses to get them all out playing immediately in the morning because there's not enough sunlight. So then they shouldn't start the freaking season until after NFL is over. Like, have we told you this? Like, that PGA Tour, are you the dumbest tour on earth? Of course you are. Like, you never promote anybody. You never show any golf. And now you're going to start the season. There is no end. There is no beginning. It's always golf season. It's impossible to know when everything's happening. Oh, and guess what? This is the one weekend that we don't have NFL. And it's just like... Oh, let's do the coverage at three o'clock or whatever. But let's not start showing anything until 320. Let's do all this other shit. We can get into that. But that was what we were told. We were told about weather. We we're told, Eric. Oh, what? <laughs> I mentioned that Josh picked Straka not sober, drunkenly. Now some people are piling in here saying, Do I need to switch over from sober builds to drunken builds? Well, so here's my suggestion. Okay. You, you do that. No, no, you, you craft about six or seven or your 20, you know, through a couple of the days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and you kind of click, click, click. And then come Wednesday night when you're watching bagels, you got about seven or eight lineups that you're feeling good about because you made sober. And then you're watching bagels on Wednesday night, and you're chugging beers, and then you start firing off lineups because it doesn't matter. And then you're like, whatever bagel says, I'm doing the opposite. Or now <laughs> maybe you do exactly what bagel says because the guy's on a freaking heater. So Click names, drunk, half of them drunk, half of them sober. That's a good idea. Oh, okay. uh, what we were told, Eric, is that the cream at the Farmers Insurance Open rises to the top because this is a hard course. Tory Pines, it's going to hold the U.S. Open. The elite of the elite will win. And actually, that kind of happened. Should I share my screen and show you the leaderboard and show you that the names at the top were good? Yeah, they were good. I mean, it's incredible. This is a great tournament. And it, oh, wait, except for Norlander. You got <laughs> Patrick Reed, who is great. Tony Finau. Look at this T2. Finau, Palmer, Shoffley, Hovland, Zalatoris, Rom was there. Molinari? Wait a minute. He, wasn't he dead? We were told Molinari was dead. 
<laughs> mm -hmm. He died. Now he's D10. Okay. Not dead. In fact, he's very alive. And I'm kind of pissed I didn't go back to him this week. Right? Today's round is 66. He is hot. Right? Is he playing next week? I might click him next week. He's going to be chalk. Oh, my Don't God. Go. I can't play him, then. <laughs> no. Uh, obviously, him. you – okay. So, we're, to, we're you know, we've come in – we've had two different weeks. We've had last week where you had, like, the American Express, kind of crazy, anything can happen. What do you do there? You, you pepper the – what? How do you do this? You spray the top or you spray the bottom on those easy weeks? Because I think, like, knowing after this week where everyone at the top of the price range is going to be there – you think, or that's what you're told. You know that that happens. So then you definitely use all the names at the top on these hard weeks, the masters, majors, WGCs, the hard courses, the ones where they're going to beat, beat people up. Par is important. Minus nine is T2. Those things, you just put pepper the top and you separate the bottom. You separate the seven because you know these 10K guys are going to do it enough to get you there. So you got a couple in your lineup and then you got a random. So, but the weeks before American Express, this is when you, you don't really care. You just, what, maybe spray everything. You may not even need a top guy in the, the American Express. You may only need one. So does it really matter? I don't know. I think you spray on the weeks that it, and you get more players into your player pool. This week, you could have tightened your, your player pool up a little bit. But then again, I don't think that's true either. Although you had the thing where you had, oh, I have a guy, but then ruined by this guy. I have a lineup, but it was ruined by this guy because you're Mr. Spray. And that just puts you in a position where then you're just fucked by one person out of the six every time. <laughs> okay. Here, you'll like this. You'll like this. You're going to love this, actually. This is like, Josh is like, he's, he's on brand with us here right now. Key is use your brain too much sober. You use your brain too much sober. And we know using your brain in roulette doesn't work. Correct. <laughs> in picking athlete performance, like it just isn't a good idea, honestly. What you really need to do is honestly, you need to fuel up tonight. Fuel up, get really drunk, and then you'll be a little hungover in the morning. You'll open the my bookie or whatever you use. You'll go to the odds and you'll say, Oh, this name feels good. This feels good. And you just kind of <laughs> write them down. And then when pricing comes out, you just click all the names that you liked Monday morning and then you're done. That's the best way to do it. Cause I don't know. I've talked myself in and out of things. Like I was all in on Adam Scott, right? Last week I was all in on Adam Scott in my head, in my gut. I had the house bet ready for Adam Scott. And then I talked to Joe nicely on the preferred lines podcast. He's on Wolf. Then I talked to you and I'm like, Hey, what's more fun content or picking Adam Scott. And you're like content, obviously. And so I wanted to be M, Reed, Wolf. Those are my three guys all in a row to start this house bet thing that I'm doing. So what did I do? I just said, whatever, ah, going all in on Wolf. And then he ruined me and withdrew. So I should have gone with my gut, Adam Scott, even though he didn't come through ultimately. But that was the one guy that I should have had more shares of. Nice sweatshirt. Hey, I have, a, I have a I was told that's not on your list. Okay. I was told that I was fucked because I got zero of six in on league last week. But what happened this week? I don't know. Five of six, second place. Five of six, second place in league behind oh, Joe. I didn't even look at league yet. Yeah. So thank you. Thanks okay. Uh, we were told that Xander isn't. We were told that Xander's not good at Tory Pines. Yeah, we were told that. And I only finished T two. I knew that was bullshit. <laughs> right. 
Uh, we were told Luke List was too popular to fade. Oh, what happened to him? Uh, or he was too popular. You, gotta, you, you can't use him. Luke List? No way. Well, he bookended 66s and finished T10. So. And won and was in a winning lineup for 25000 bucks. So. Uh, we were also told that driving distance is, is better than anything. You have to have driving distance. And Wolf was the was so bad he quit. Champ was terrible. <laughs> uh, you got people like Norlander in there. You got people like Ryan. Po- well, I guess Ryan Palmer was kind of bouncing. You got people like Rory Sabatini was alive. You got Molinari was alive. You got Lanto. I don't know if he bombs it, but he was alive. You got Malmati in there, Ryder and Shelton and whatever. Charles Schwartzel was four hundred today. You got T eighteen. Yeah. So you don't need to bomb it. Okay. Now, oh, I thought, Eric, I might do a segment each week called um, Now We Know. <laughs> okay, I like that. <laughs> you know, after we talk oh, about we what we were told, we can go, well, now we know. <laughs> that's not true. And now we know that the cream does rise to the top, so you can pepper the 10K range in this kind of event, and you hope to get lucky with your flyers because it's impossible to roster six guys in the top 10 at this kind of event. Like, you can't because they're too expensive. So you can't afford to have the Reed, the Finau, the Xander, and the Palmer. You can't do that. That's mm-hmm. not possible. And Hoblin and Zalatoris. Like, that's too much money there. So you can't do that. But you do know that it doesn't matter. You can be in top 10 with a guy that's random, and you can be fine. So you, you do take the top names, and then you get hope to get lucky with your 7K names, and you hope that all of it comes together for that one Magic Bullet lineup. And then lose the fear. Like, I, God, every time I build, I still have it, and we're getting over it as the weeks progress. But, like, mm-hmm. get over the fact that, like, okay, yeah, I am fading Rory. I am fading Rom in this lineup. I am fading all these, like, great people. It's like build a lineup that's, you know, situational speaking. Like, what, what's it going to look? We don't know what it's going to look like. And look what it looks like at the end. It's crazy. Norlander. <laughs> crazy oh. things happen every single week. It's fine. You don't, yeah. How many shares is too many shares? Because for me, I played 22 lineups this week and I wanted to go all in on Wolf and I love Wolf, but I know that's not the, that's not the best way to play DFS and that's not how you win at DraftKings. You have to understand that your brain telling you that Wolf's going to be good is probably stupid. You're thinking. So then don't do that. Maybe only pick 10 out of 22, like under 50%, because all of these people are never more than 22, 5, 7, 8, 28%. So you really could get double over the field, you get to 50%. And then you're double the field, which people told us is a thing too. But then you can maybe have an advantage uh, using that name, but not get too much of an advantage that's unnecessary. And then you ruin five or six more lineups than you needed to if he fucking sucks or withdraws. So maybe you don't go more than 12 or 10 names clicks on one name yeah strategy session is over now each week we do review (laughs) the news of the week the pga tour news what happened well we know patrick Reed did this thing and whatever we talked about that at the beginning of the show hey if you're following now and you logged in and you're late to the show it's going to replay right now it's gonna be on itunes later and you can watch the beginning where we ranted and raved about why reed is the way he is and why justine's insane so Go back and watch that. But you can also see that I'm angry about Matthew Wolf this week. I was upset. But I wasn't that upset. I don't really care. I only played for $20. So does it really matter? No. That's why you play for a dollar a lineup. Because if the guy withdraws, how are we supposed to know that? How am I supposed to know his wrist is hurt? Or is it, Eric? Is Matthew Wolf lying? Or is he really hurt? 
Oh yeah, that's right. We were fucking. Uh, no, he's obviously lying. Right? He's bullshit. He does not hurt. Lying. He's sucking right now, and he like, was in dead fucking last, playing awful, and was like, "Do I really want to go to the range and work on the thing and grind and maybe make the cut?" No, I don't. I'm drained, and I'm a young kid, and I don't want to be doing this. I am not. I haven't built up the tolerance of playing every fucking three weeks or every, you know, for years and years and years. He's not sung JM. He's Matt Wolf. He had a college season like a couple years ago. He's still young. And so he was, I saw it a couple times in this press conferences over the last two weeks where he's burnt out and he says it. But does this mean though that we need an injury report? Do we need to revisit the injury report? <laughs> and like the weather was shit. Dylan has just commented on that. Like, <laughs> oh no, he was like seeing the forecast. Like, I'm out of yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. need this. Like we've seen that before. Oh my gosh! And then he has to go to Instagram and be like, "Thank you so much for the volunteers." Story. Yeah, yeah. Just the, the, like it's just this like concocted. Yeah, that's such a millennial thing too. It's like I'm gonna go to my story and tell everyone. <laughs> uh, but I don't believe him. I don't think he's hurt. So he's playing this weekend at the Waste Management Phoenix Open, and guess what? He's probably gonna contend. I wouldn't be shocked at all. And he'll and that his wrist was magically healed and he rehabbed it well enough or whatever. He ate some CBD. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> God. Um, do we care about the Euro Tour? We never really play Euro DFS or talk about the Euro Tour, but our guy, the non-killer Paul Casey, killed and won by a lot. Well, I mean, Amanda Rose was over there and she didn't seem to give a shit about it either. So, I mean... <laughs> Who I, would I employ... No, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but they send her across the country or the world. They're like, go ahead, go over there. We don't care. <laughs> you don't have a family. No one cares about you. Right. But anyway, uh, she did mention that Sergio bought hair. I never even knew that. Apparently, that's she's good for that. The superficial shit, like who has hair and who it doesn't. Oh, did you see that Sergio now has hair again? Did you know that he didn't have hair? No, I. They I, wear hats. God. Why do we care about them? <laughs> they wear hats. We don't <laughs> I've never seen him without a hat on. I don't think. I don't follow him on Instagram. I don't care about his wife or his children or his. Uh, what he, does he smoke? Does he drink? Is he a good guy? What's in his closet? I don't give a shit. Especially about Sergio. Like this, is one of the guys I don't care about a lot. But uh, he bought hair. Um, now, last thing, you know, whatever news. There's some news. Uh, U.S. Open is at Torrey Pines. Now, it's only the South course. They won't get that relief. Will it ruin people? Or will Patrick Reed do the same thing now again at the U.S. Open in a couple months and win? I mean, obviously, he's going to, you know, do the same thing. That's how golf works. I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) I'm being facetious, but. No, but I mean, like, it's around the green course, like. You saw what he did. He was terrible at almost everything. He couldn't putt. He couldn't do anything. I don't know. Justin Ray's golf is tweeting stats about how he's a crazy good around the green and like this. No one wins with 60th or worse in the field in a statistic. I don't know, but he did it because he's amazing. He luckbox chips in, really good putter, never gives up, always grinding, always cheating, doing whatever it takes. <laughs> I think he'll be uh, he'll be watched a little bit closely if they ever have preferred lies again. In the right. Um, Rule. 
All right, so we did some viral stuff. We talked about Bryce. No, Bryson wasn't even in the news. Can you imagine if Bryson was at this tournament doing shit? It would have been just my head would explode. <laughs> you got Wolf withdrawing, a re-winning. You got all this controversy. You got Justine blocking me again. I mean, I'm I, I mean, I'm on vacation and this is like I'm trying to tell my dad what's going on, and he's like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah. right, let's start let, let, yeah, that 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 leads that's that's part of part of the news that we didn't get to here yet we got oh, yeah that's what i meant to bring that, up is that is that well we'll get to your dad or his i have that written out i have oh, okay, white good. rich people as a topic for the next one right and this will is is and josh you might take exception to this if you're still watching but like i think it's getting a little old to like taking to twitter and complaining about how bad uh, uh, TV coverage. Did Josh do that? Well, he he had a he had a tweet out there. I liked it. You know, I agree. I, I, well, yeah, I, I, I don't, like some of those. Don't disagree with all anybody that was out there bitching about the fact that like. Oh, no laying up like cared. Oh yeah, they oh yeah they they lead the way and, and that's great and I think you know they have you know the uh, hundreds of thousands of followers a verified account to like go after CBS but CBS doesn't fucking care because why because who are they catering to? My dad. Yeah, exactly. They're catering to the rich white old man because that's the person who has money. Not you, you dumb millennial on Twitter playing for $20 on DraftKings. They don't give a shit about you. Uh, hey, people were outraged about that 15-minute gap. That gap's been going on forever. Well, not only that, but like, do you think that CBS would actually show you golf in that 15 minutes anyway? No. In fact, it was <laughs> proven. They went on the air. At three or 15, and then they didn't show golf for 30 minutes. <laughs> so it's not like golf is going to be shown if it's on TV. So that's fucking annoying. Plus, that's not how we watch golf. That's you and I don't watch golf that way. We watch golf by watching the leaderboard and clicking in and then seeing and then watching. Oh, he's in the fairway, 300 yards to unknown. Where is he? Is he on the green? <laughs> how many feet to birdie? Oh, no, <laughs> you know, like whatever. That's how we watch golf is by watching shot tracker. And even when, even when there's no shot tracker on the north <laughs> it's like, oh, he's in the fairway. Refresh, refresh. <laughs> that we're not even watching. Like we've said, it's a supplement to the leaderboard, the scrolling that we already do. Oh my god. Now, now <laughs> the reason I decater my dad is because he's the one that's buying the Genesis SUV for fifty grand. No, my dad's not. He's a cheap ass. But at the same time, there's rich white men that will. <laughs> They'll buy this new SUV that they saw on the golf channel. They don't care about the golfers. They're just there to watch it because this is what they do. My dad doesn't know who Lanto is. He's never heard of Zalatoris. These are the guys that are in contention that he, you know, because yeah, he doesn't, the PGA doesn't do a good job of showcasing the new talent or telling my dad, this is a guy you need to cheer for because they don't have to. My dad's going to show up. My dad's going to look at the commercials. Because there's 900 commercials. He's not even going to realize they're not showing golf because he's like sipping something as he watches. He's kind of not doing his gardening over here. He's coming back in. He's looking at the TV, you know, whatever. Do That's do the golf channels catering to. You are not the case. People, people on Twitter, I, will, I hate to tell you, they don't fucking care about you. They're never going to look at your tweet. Uh, they don't care unless you have <laughs> money. You don't have money because we're millennials. Golf doesn't care about We've It's over. Like, we're going to have to have like a real shift in the way that the, the entire business model is done before they start to think about us because they're not worried about us, our pennies. They no. care about the dude's dollar that's buying the Rolex that's got the country club membership. Hey, you public golfer, golfer guy, guy going to municipal courses playing for 30 bucks per nine. 
they do not care about you. They want the guy that's paying 30,000 a year that could blow money to pretend he's a good golfer and can spend money on a Genesis SUV, the rich white people. So oh. it's true. They're not, they're not educating these rich white people on who's the next best golfer. That's why they're showing you Jordan Spieth on the feature group. Gordy texted me like, here it goes. We're having Jordan Spieth again on the feature groups. And you know, when I sent back, I go, well, at least we get to see all of the course when it's Spieth on the <laughs> right. media tour feature group because he just sprays it everywhere so you can see oh that horn is going on doing everything so either way uh, you know what uh, uh cecil said that uh you know your dad would would know about uh zalatoris if he was subbing to gup's corner oh does gup like <laughs> zalatoris actually he probably would gup is a love it. he maybe gup, you guys if you want a secret flyer, if you want the next guy, that Gup will tell you. He'll find him, and you will hear about him through Gup for sure, hundred percent. Answers. Oh, good. Best players in the field next week. Should we move on? Is it over? I'm like kind of ready to go back upstairs and keep drinking with my wife. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm out of my beer here as well. So okay. So the next week we have the Waste Management Phoenix Open. It's actually an amazing field, a deep field. You got Jason Days. Oh, you got Berger, Fowler, Henley, M, Siwoo, Brooks, Hideki, Rory, Munoz, Luyo, Palmer, Rom, Xander, Sha- uh, oh, Scotty, Scotty Scheffler, the new Keegan. Webb is there. JT, Bubba, Woodland, Sale Torres is back. Wolf's back. But JT's back. Um. <laughs> anyway. Potential for chalk. Would you think that, uh, well, Fino is here. He'd be chalk, but is Hideki going to be chalk? Cause he's Hideki at waste management Phoenix open. He's never missed cut. He's best ever. He's most under par, blah, 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 blah. Owns it. I think it depends on his price. Uh, with, with some of those names that you've just listed, if he's in the nine K range, which is probably what I'm guessing. I, I could see that ownership getting up. I love, I love, I love a, slightly discounted Hideki and I don't care if it's chalk because you're like you said with some with with a you know assured cut you know and 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 probably like a top 15 it's it's great but you know when he gets up in the like 10 if he's in a 10k range because of the fact that he never misses the cut no, you can't start no. a lineup with Hideki like you can this week start a lineup with Patrick Reed and some of these other guys that you know have win equity there's I mean Hideki's win equity has just gone down the fucking tank what is it? Twenty seventeen last one. It's like, ah. well, so you have top price is probably going to be Rom. Yeah, and Rory's, then Rory's Rory's here. He could be oh. in. Yeah, who's going to be more expensive? Well, Rom will be first, probably eleven three or so. Do will JT or will Rory be next? JT definitely. Okay, so then Rory's next. So that's those. That's the ten k because you're going to have Xander and Webb maybe in the ten k. We'll see. I, I could see Webb being uh, with Xander's finish here. That's going to bump him oh, up. Xander will, oh, actually, yeah, yeah. Xander will probably be, yeah, 10 5 or whatever. And Webb yeah. will be 10 1. So then you have Berger, Decky, and Brooks as like the next level down. So do you think Brooke? Well, Decky, I bet Decky's 9900. Yeah, I think so too. He's at the top end of the of the 9K range. And then you got Berger will be like 97. And then you have Brooks will still Man. be 94, 95. They always do that. Ugh. Yeah. Will, will Ryan Palmer finally get 
a price. Yeah, you think he's going to be in a nine K range, don't you? I think he's going to be ninety five hundred. I think he's going to be great. more than Brooks. He should be. He's playing amazing. And they're like, what, did he just finish T two here? Right? Yeah. No, he did. He played. He played yeah, he's second place. So he, he won I mean, I can't. I can't deny that. Uh, and then Zalatoris, he's going to flirt with the nine K range now because he just keeps getting top tens. Yeah, that's crazy. Has Zalatoris? Right, so what kind of building should we do? Should we build? Is it going to be a birdie fest? I want to ask you actually, because typically at the Waste Management Phoenix Open, you have that. Oh man, I should look up that viral video of that woman showing her breasts. Remember that? Oh yeah, yeah, that, that was, was amazing. I got that. That going was down. amazing. Stuff. That went around the world. But uh, this is normally an insane scene at the Waste Management Phoenix Open, and especially on like the 16th green or whatever it is. Do you think it's going to be quiet and dull with 5,000 fans, and it's going to change course history? It's going to be a different course history. Wow. Yeah. And we haven't really even like thought about the fact that that is going to, that is going to be the whole year's got asterisks next to it. I mean, these guys are winning majors with nobody around except for some volunteers and maybe a couple lucky few who got to like pay their way in to like see it. Like, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, look, we're looking at, uh, what was the total 17 under par last year? Web one. And, 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 and guess who he ousted in a playoff? Tony Fino. <laughs> now, so then, okay, knowing that, knowing in our head that, like, it might not be as intimidating, it might not be as scary, it might just be a regular-ass tournament and kind of an easy one at that, does that mean that the guys like Will Zalatoris, this is their opportunity? Will there be a young guy that emerges, or will it be that, um, you know, the top? I think it's kind of more like the American Express than it is last week or this week, the Tory Pines, I think you're going to have more of the, you can uh, sprinkle a top, but you better hit your guys in the 8K and the 7Ks right. Like that's the names that you need to make sure you've got right. Because the 10Ks aren't going to dictate your win. Like they're going to help, but we don't, you know, I don't know if that makes any sense. Well, you got Max Homa T6 last year. His price is going to be up this week as well. Yeah, he keeps showing up. Yeah, he keeps showing up. It's good. I like that. I yeah, like. I read something I like about that. how he was like trying to prepare better mentally for things. Max Homa, would he typically? Oh wait, he's not here. No, I saw a tweet. He said he's going Homa, so he's not. He's not oh. coming back this oh, week. Never mind. So never mind. But good for Max for playing well the last couple of weeks. It's nice to see that happen. Um, How's chat? What's that? Is chat distracting you tonight? No. Good. Uh, Josh claims that he was there for the breast showing, like live. Oh, for real? He was in person. He says, "I don't." I, I said, "Really? What the fuck?" Oh man, why didn't you film it and put it on the internet? Someone did and sent it to me. <laughs> no, they sent it to a yeah, buddy of mine. Yeah, no, they sent it to a buddy of mine who sent it to me, and I was like, "Can I use that?" And then I'm like, "Text your friend," and he's like, "He doesn't even give a shit." I use that. And didn't that um, get like a million views? Oh, way more than a million. Yeah. It was insane. Like it was about the, it was close to, eh. so we've had the Zach Johnson where he accidentally hit the ball. I got like 700,000. It might've gotten a million because it got retweeted by Barstool, like this on Masters. Yeah, I think it's over a million. And then you got the one of the breasts showing and then you got the Bryson slow play. What else we, oh yeah, the Patrick Street cheating. But these are on, some of them are on Twitter, some of them are on YouTube. Like, I don't think I put the breast one on YouTube because I'm like, I don't want to get in trouble. Right. 
Uh, we did use for our one and done at the end here. We're in a one and done together. It's the Mayo one and done for a hundred bucks. And Eric and I are splitting it. And this week we used Tony Finau. And if he hadn't been a total doofus, it would have just <laughs> made it onto the green or anything and not gone into the water on 18, even with a solo second. Instead, he teed with five other people. I don't even know what the payout is on that, but I feel comfortable that that's good because I don't know if I would have wanted to even use Patrick Reed this week. Either way. Uh, who should we use this week? Is it going to be uh, Hideki or Rom or Webb? It's going to be between those three. I just, I already said about, you know how I feel about Hideki. Good. I think a fine draft. But aren't we doing the rule? Like we have to use a 10K guy? Yeah. And Hideki's, Hideki's not 10K. Hideki's not going to be 10K. So it might be a Rom week. It's yeah. a chalk. It's chalk, you know, whatever. Dude, Rom's uh, angry. You can tell. Rom's angry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's what we like. We always look at who's angry and motivated. So, right. Um, now I am on vacation. I'm in Florida. Don't go rob my house. But at the same time, I might kind of have to go live at some point tomorrow when the pricing drops. I don't know if it'll be as uh, quickly as it has been the last couple of weeks, but I'm going to do a first look as soon as the DraftKings pricing comes out. I'm going to just give my opinion and what they, what I think about them. And I'm not doing the preferred lines tomorrow night, but I normally am on Monday nights to do that on iTunes or YouTube or Twitch or stream it on Periscope. Uh, but I am Wednesdays doing an ownership pod on Wednesday mornings, fansharesports.com. Go there. And then uh, you can follow Eric at Quagnus. You can follow me at Dino Real Chi. Um, should we do a giveaway for who? Should we do it? We talked about this, you and me. We need to go more single entry, don't we? Yeah. I think the With ownership gets money. a little more condensed. Yeah, and we don't want to we don't want to enter something like the drive of the green where it's just yeah it's, payout structures are so bad too yeah so we're not doing the I think we'll do the the albatross seems like that's like twelve dollars is a shitload and you get paid a lot it feels fair and the payouts are decent so I think we do twelve dollar albatross again this week or should we do something else because I feel like I wanted to kind of do a different week different contest each what about week. the five dollar single entry the caddy I've I always loved that. Well, how many I've people were in that? that? It's usually like 5K, something like that. Okay, so what can I win? Well, yeah, probably something, you know, good. What do you, what do you, well, is that going to make someone want to comment? I mean, we've had a lot of people commenting and they're okay, all, who's going to win the $5 uh, thing that you just said? Who's going to win? Well, I mean, we've had a lot of people. Josh has been here the whole time, which is just swish. Oh, he's got 300 bucks. He's Mr. Expert. Let's do Josh Bennett. Give it to just Swish. We're going to do a contest, the three of us. It's going to be great. We know Josh. We know he's not that great, so we can probably beat him. And he's coming off of a win, so he's probably going to have a letdown week. And, hey, uh, can't get worse than a wolf withdraw. Let's go. I'm in. Josh <laughs> Bennett. All right. So uh, that's it for the pod this week. Thanks for watching and all that. I'm going to play the music and get us out of here. bye thanks everybody uh please like and subscribe and make some comments and it'll help the algorithms uh we do appreciate everybody congratulations to joe idoni for having patrick reed congratulations to everybody else like bagels or adam and you got josh man making money but meanwhile us we're just losing over here i was profitable this week okay me i'm just losing over here having <laughs> my 14 shares withdraw it's not gonna be a good week yeah that's not a good week <laughs> all right
Thanks, boys and girls. See you later. Bye, Eric. Goodbye.